Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another thing. thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another thing, thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. <laughs> She's really, really special, and we're very excited to have her because we thought she she loves all the paranormal and all the psychic stuff, and we thought this would be great for our Halloween episode this year because we just can't. We've we've combed the internet for all the crazy we have stories. Done, I think and we've, we've done seven Halloween shows something. at this point. Yeah. But here's the other thing, and another thing. I've known Sheena for 42 years. Nice. Awesome. Yep. 42. Welcome, I was just Sheena. a baby. We, uh, yeah, we were both in diapers when we met, <laughs> yes. and we were doing theater. In diapers. In diapers. <laughs> it was... Avant-garde diaper theater. <laughs> That's awesome. It was Papers on Parade. Um, but we uh, met at South Coast Rep, and then we did Saddleback Theater children's theater and we have been friends for pretty much longer than I've been friends with anybody except my family. I like that story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Sheena from, how did I meet you? Was it through? Tony. Was it Tony and Vin or was it Levi Christ or was it? Could have been either. It could have been anything because she was gracious enough to have me on her radio show. She does several radio shows and we're going to let her tell you about all those things. About but was gracious enough to have me come on and talk about my music and my and stuff like that a long time ago. And so we are very grateful to have you here. We're really excited. Honored to be here. Because I, for sure, and Kel's too, I love all the spooky shizzle. So, well, and you're an empath, and my family's all the weird Eastern European kind of psychic nice. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yes. And I just want to say... Every time I've been to a psychic, and I've been to many, they tell me how really psychic I am. But I grew up in a very religious household where being psychic was satanic the devil. and the devil. And, but, oh. So I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm trying to really start to tap into that natural thing that I have. And it's really hard because I'm congested, I think, you know, sure. mentally, emotionally. So I would, you know, But I feel like you tap to... into your posse more than I ever do. And anyway. Sometimes. So, um, but anyway, let's talk to Sheena because she's turn, actually here. We're going to turn yeah. it over to Sheena. And what <laughs> show, what, you do like 80,052 shows. Yes. Tell so us tell your us stuff. All of them. So right now I do two radio shows, uh, Haunted Playground, which is mostly psychic, spiritual, paranormal, mm-hmm. and then a show called Raising the Vibration. So as Kelly knows, I was extremely close to my mother, mm-hmm. who was a teacher and a therapist and also a closet psychic medium until I was in college, and then she came out of the psychic closet. Oh. Um, when she passed... I thought I would just evaporate without her on the earth. But instead, I got a message from spirit, which is what I call universe, Mm. to put all of that grief 
into making sure the world knew how wonderful she was. Oh. So I started a nonprofit movement called RaisingTheVibration.org, mm -hmm. and it's a peace, love, kindness, and unity movement. And Raising the Vibration radio show was the love first outreach it. I did of that. Yeah. And so the, the, the gist of that show, our words are, our cornerstone words are um, ascend, evolve, inspire and love oh. it's basically about how is what is your personal ascension how are you raising your vibration mm -hmm. um how is that adding to your overall involvement both as a spiritual being and as a human being mm -hmm. and then how are you using those things to inspire others Wonderful. and then how much love are you throwing into the world Wonderful. so i do that i've done that since 2017 i've done haunted playground since 2010 and now they're both on iHeartRadio. Mm -hmm. I'm starting a new show before the end of the year with my friend Diane, who's a wellness coach. She's a therapist turned wellness coach. And we're gonna talk about healing from a psychic perspective and from a psychological perspective. That's called Side by Side. Oh my God, and, I'm and all that's in. Start. Yes. And I then it. I do two web TV talk shows. I do the Sheena Metal Experience, which was a radio show that I turned into a talk mm -hmm. show. Where that's the show you had me on. Was the Sheena Metal experience. I think I had yes. you guys on Raising the Vibration, actually. Well, us together. But yes. My you first thing yes, was Sheena you did. Metal experience. And then you had me after one time did. Doyle died. Uh, we went, yes, as too. well. Yeah. Um, now it's a, a weekly talk show, and it's really about... Uh, spirituality, creativity, humanity, passion, and service. So it's talking about where spirituality and creativity meet. Mm -hmm. So I interview my people from the world of entertainment, from the spiritual world, from the nonprofit world, and we just talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then I do another, a new show now. That one's on the KGRA, which is a digital broadcast network, and now on Parapod TV on the Roku channel. I do messages from spirit, which is basically I, I read people on the air. It's about having real conversations and getting real answers for real people live on the air. And you do those live on your Instagram as well, correct? Or is it your... Uh, the Messages from Spirit is only on Parapod TV. Uh, Sheena Metal Experience is on KGRA. The other ones are on iHeartRadio and the Live Paranormal Radio Network. And then um, I'm starting a new one at the end of the year. Um, you slacker? Called you only have seven? No, right. have, yeah. I said 8,072. Yeah, okay. um, you forgot one. It's called Confessions of a Paranormal Survivor, because I grew up in a very active haunted house as a child. Oh, my God. And that's sort of how it I all started you. for me. I, oh, that's awesome. So okay. you'll have to come well, and I'll interview you. questions to ask you, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. You'll have to come do the show and talk about growing up in a haunted place. Because I think... You know, we talk a lot about... So one of my best friends grew up in The Conjuring House. Her family was oh, wow. the basis of the first Conjuring movie in the Rhode oh, Island Farmhouse. Okay. And we talk a lot about how... We talk about childhood trauma and all different kinds of trauma, right? Emotional, physical, sexual. We don't talk about paranormal trauma, how and it affects a kid so true. to grow up in an active haunted house. So I wanted to do a show where other paranormal survivors could come on and it would be a place to help others. Basically, that's my whole great. life is about how to help people and how to give back. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how I was raised. It's all I know how to do. Oh, you're the most awful person ever. I'm gonna I know. Call you awful Sheena I from know. now on. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my Sorry. gosh. You are... I love it. I, you know, we I need loved, more people have doing what you, you do there. in the world. Sorry. No, I totally okay. talked over you. I was just you. saying, I, we need more people who are dedicated to that in their lifetimes in this world, you know, for sure. But and I was going to say, I... I feel like from the first time you and I met, we had a connection, and I yes. was like, that is a person I want to know, that is a person I want in my life, and that is 
Because you just have that spirit. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You like exude that A very loving, spirit. welcoming spirit for sure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you both. Thank yeah. you. You make people feel safe as soon as they meet you. And that is Thank a gift, you. my friend, for Thank sure. Thank you. That is. Um, but let's go ahead and ask the question. Since she already brought it up, my question, my first question for you okay. is, well, I guess these could, these two questions could go together based, based on, based on, easy for me to say, growing up in a haunted house. Um, when did you realize you were different from other people? And then maybe what was the first paranormal experience you had? Yeah, or knew okay. that you could, you, yeah. you heard from spirit. Did when did, when did I not know I was different from other really? people? Okay. But I don't know I equated what it was. Okay. Because I'm different in so many ways. Right. There's okay, let's so talk many about strictly the paranormal. Odd things about me that I always knew I was different. Now, looking back, I remember when we first moved, I was born in Connecticut. When I was five, my dad got transferred to Chicago. And I remember talking to people in the living room. Mm. I remember that when my mom would do the housework after my dad went to work and I would go in the living room and put on HMS Pinafore. My mom had a whole <laughs> Gilbert wow. and Sullivan box set. Okay. And, and people would come and talk to me. Wow. And I thought, they were imaginary friends. Mm. But now looking back and seeing other kids' experiences, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but then, um, and I always was an empath. People always were drawn to me, followed me around. Yeah. When I was six years old, there'd be six other six-year-olds asking me for advice about their lives. Mm. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Same. When I yeah. was 23, I had a near-death experience. Mm. I was in a freeway accident on the 405 say, freeway. Was that the car accident? Yeah. And I had a near-death experience, and I came back different mm. I came back um, when you go home you come back with a little bit of home sure and so I started thinking not just of myself as like this linear tunnel visioned uh, you know uh, type A actress but suddenly how could I get my friends involved in everything how could I write mm. a project that everybody I knew could be in and that was the basis for the first TV show that I wrote um, still I just thought I was different because I had had the near-death experience. Gotcha. But when I started the Sheena Metal experience at the last place that I was at before iHeart, um, it was the first time I ever really interviewed people. And I noticed that there was a conversation coming out of their mouths and another one coming out of their solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And I think that and was when I started. I could hear them both. That's and I think that was when I really began to realize that there was something serious going on. Because my mom's gifts were like, oh, the phone's gonna ring in five minutes, your grandmother's dead. I mean, her gifts were so... <laughs> that's that's in, my family. In your so face. Your mom was Irish, right? Yes. Okay, so a Jewish, I, I feel it's the like... Same. It's the same. I yeah. feel like an Italian, yes. Darcy's Italian, right. so I feel like a lot they of They put us all the in the same ghettos in New York. We all come yeah. from the same place. No, but I feel all like the, the same superstitions. thing, like we had yeah. all of those kind of psychic things, like... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I agree. And so I always guess I thought I didn't have that because anyway, I started noticing that. My partner at the time was working as a psychic and I started noticing when her clients would ask questions, I, answers would come out. I would think, oh, and answer. I would have not try not to like <laughs> speak them out loud. So yeah. I knew things were going on. And now looking back, I spent seven years on the Howard Stern affiliate out here where my mm. job was to take calls 
you know, make a joke and shock jock. And now I think about how I did that. Like I could look right into somebody, mm -hmm. tell what their thing was right. to get the reaction, make the joke, right. hang up the phone and go to the next call and do that a hundred times in a night. Wow. But it didn't occur to me until then. And then I was just so scared I'd get kicked out of the entertainment world right, if I told anybody ooh, who I was. This is a woo-woo thing. So yeah. I sort of started working on the side for a friend's uh, psychic collective and started just telling people. You know, people would come on my show, psychic friends. They'd be like, but you're psychic. And I'd say, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not psychic. <laughs> I started to feel like the Christopher Guest character in Waiting for <laughs> Guffman, who keeps <laughs> insisting he has a wife. Right. You know, I started feeling like that was my, I was in this closet. And Everybody knew who I was but me. And mm -hmm. I thought nobody knew, but everybody knew. Right. And then one day I just started talking about it. And then when my mother died, one of the first things she said to me on her driveway 45 minutes after she died was, now it's your turn, kid. You got to do this. Wow. And a really interesting thing happened that I didn't even know was a thing, but now I have talked to other people who've experienced it. When she died, her gifts, like, dropped down into my crown chakra. Wow. And I had hers and mine. Wow. And I suddenly felt like I had fly eyes, like my eyes were so oh, big. Wow. And I thought, oh, this is why my mom hardly leaves the house. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I understand. Now I so she really prompted me to start the nonprofit and to move forward. And then I became a minister at the behest of spirit and my mom. And then it was just going to be, this was my ministry, but I wasn't going to really open my practice. Right. And then she just kind of started badgering me. And one day I thought, okay, I'm going to hang my shingle out. No one's going to call. And then I could go, look, mom, I did it. And I'm just <laughs> going to go back work. to my life. Right. And then my life just exploded. Amazing. I, as a wow. side note, I talk about this on the show all the time, that I use my hands all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Sheena, and she is talking about all of this stuff with her hands. Yeah. I wish you could see us, because we yeah. all Irish, Jewish, Italian yeah. talk with our hands. And I'm glad I'm not the only one who's doing a podcast right. that nobody is ever going to see me who I just just don't oh, no. over this mic right here. I know you keep holding on. To I'm it. like holding it. I've got my body rooted, so I'm not thrashing the microphone around. But uh, yeah, that's wow. And uh, I felt a lot. I mean, I knew when I woke up the morning, uh, like two hours, probably two hours after my mom died. She died in in the studio, evidently. In our studio. Oh, okay. At the Dark Hell Studios. <laughs> nice. At the Dark Hell Studios. But I knew when I woke up, um, and I'm using my hands again, I'm pointing, pointing to my room, and I knew when I, my eyes flew open. I was like, nope, I know mm -hmm. it. Anyway, we have questions. Is that okay? Yes. As many as you have. Yes. I'm here as long as you need me. <laughs> 72 hours. Okay, I'll do it. This is going to be I'll the longest it. podcast in history. Let's apologize it. now to intern Mark, who does yes, our editing. Yes, intern Mark, if you want to cut we it up you. into two shows, that would actually <laughs> that's that's cool. be pretty good. As long as I can refill my water, I'll stay of as long course. as you need. Of I course. I did a whole picture in the fridge for you. Oh. Um, okay, so one of my questions is, because <laughs> I have on a Thursday afternoon, evening, been really upset, and I find Sheena doing lives on her myriad channels and I will write in with a question but has there ever been a time that you have seen something so awful that you're not sure how to tell the person especially like strangers like and is it different when you know the person as opposed to somebody just you know just asking you a question and you're like 
okay, this is not good and I don't know how to tell this person. I have a hard time when people have childhoods they don't remember mm -hmm. and they think they've been molested or raped or abused and they want me to tell them. That's the hardest thing. Ooh. That's the worst. And, and also telling people how and why their loved ones were murdered is very difficult oh as well. Oh, wow. Because everybody wants to know yeah. all the gory details. Yeah. And they want to know why, and they want to know who, and they want to know. And it's, that Did is a hard. Did they suffer? Yes. They, yeah. and, and no matter how many times their loved ones tell me from beyond, they don't need to know who did it. They're just going to try to go after them. That'll just put them in danger. What I want and them to do is go that. on with their life. Please don't let them. Please, please okay. tell them not to. Don't tell them who it is. Just tell them they need to drop it. It's hard because as human beings, we're socialized and culturalized mm -hmm. that what's happening here on the earth is the only important thing, that we have to get justice right. and revenge. Absolutely. We have to find that person and put them away. Mm -hmm. We don't understand that, that that's not what they want. They mm -hmm. want us to go on. They don't want us to want to die because right. they died. This right. is the pit stop, you know? Yeah, it's just one. Like we're in a meat suit yeah. for a particular period of time. It's like three nights it's at the, the Motel soul. 6. Yes. The soul is what continues on. Exactly. And so let it go. And right. Yeah. So the, that kind of stuff is hard. Also, sometimes people are very insistent. I tell them when their elderly parents are going to die. Mm. And I always tell them, look, spirit, even if I ask and I'm not, spirit will not give me expiration dates. Mm -hmm. Because if you know when something's going right. to end, you're going to live differently. I also yeah. don't give expiration dates on relationships. It's because is everybody... Is this going to last? Is this not going to last? Oh, when they're not even in the relationship yet. I met this guy. We've had one date. And then the next two is questions are, out? is he the one? Yeah. And when is it going to end? And I'm like, oh my God. you know, but you're not even have the experience. Yeah. Go on a second date and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Live your life. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it's hard to get people to that point. And yeah. I understand. And, and I was wondering, like, is it different? Like, like I said, I, I, if I'm not that I get to my breaking point, but I just think of it. I'm like, who can I talk to right now? I'm going to send Sheena a question. Um, <laughs> That's okay. and I know I could text you anytime, but I'm right. like, well, you're on the air and I'm, you know, it's, sure. um, is it different reading for someone, you know, as opposed to reading for like a stranger who just asks you a question or not only because there's a there's a different kind of emotion like i'm one of those mm -hmm. people and, and i always say this not all psychics are empaths there are some psychics yeah. that wouldn't pee on you if you're on fire right but their information is extremely accurate um i'm right and not and all empaths are psychics yeah. right it's a kind of psychic skill but not everybody is a psychic Right. Um, I, so I, I'm one of those people that my emotions are in every single client. Maybe that's not the way that a lot of people want to live their life, but it's how I no, choose I to live like mine. That's... But when I have separate human emotions for someone, it's a different thing. It's a different kind of read when I actually have emotions for someone because you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You're worried about right, right, them. Right. So then, uh, and I know, Darcy, you have another question, but this is kind Go of my follow-up no, question. Let's follow the thread. It's fine. Is there anybody that asks you a question and for whatever reason you can just not crack them and you cannot read anything? And if so, well, why do you think that they are so shut off that you can't read a thing? I always get something, but I don't always get what they want. 
Well, and that kind of goes to the question before, like you're not going to get the when, answer you want. When somebody wants specific information about love or a dead person or something, and they're blocked. That's what I'm saying. And they're not letting me in. Are there people who are blocked? I'm oftentimes not getting what they want because then what spirit starts giving me is all kinds of information on what's wrong with them. (laughs) And why they're blocked. And why they're blocked and how I should unblock them. But that's not what they want. And And that makes them angry. I'm not being a therapist right now. Yeah, that's interesting. And they're like, well, they're not telling you because this, that, that, that's mm-hmm. super interesting. So I had, mm-hmm. a, I had a client once who got very angry at me afterwards, which almost never happens. So it's always so shocking to me. She, she had, she just lost her mother, her just lost her father. And she had a horrible relationship with her mother, a terrible relationship with her sisters. She wanted to talk to her father and she kept crying through the whole reading he kept talking about what a bad place she was in mm-hmm. and how he was worried about her and how she needed to get in a better place. And I told her all of that. And then she called me back later and she's like, I don't think you had my father because my father was funny and he made jokes. Mm. And I said, well, but did he make jokes when you were crying? You cried through the whole reading about how miserable you were, how you didn't trust your mom, you didn't trust your sisters. Would anybody make jokes? Right. Well, but my father, my father made jokes. Okay. Well, you have to realize they're different when they pass because Mm -hmm. when you pass, you suddenly have this 360 perspective of everything you did right and everything you did wrong and you really get it Mm -hmm. and you're home to learn there what you learned from here, Mm -hmm. you know, like an evaluation after a class. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're there to relax and, and grow and ascend in a different way. And then mm-hmm. you come back here to learn some more. Mm-hmm. So somebody's not going to crack jokes if they love you while you're crying. Yeah. Right. And while obviously you're having some kind of mental breakdown, when you're crying so hard, I can barely understand you. Someone's not going to come in and crack jokes. Right. But we're so fixated on the couple of memories we have of people when they're alive. Right that we forget, like one of the things, my mom was so great because she's as brilliant in death as she was in life. And one of the first things she came back and told me was, don't do that thing that I do where I'm too hard on people. Mm. Because she had been so hurt as a kid at such a horrible childhood that when somebody got icky with her, and douchey, for lack of a better word. That's it. She was done. That Scorpio was done. Wow. Over. Oh, um, yeah. That was it. That That's door was shut, when and that done, was the done. end. She used to say, they're, they're trying to talk to me, and they just don't know they're dead. <laughs> but it made her very lonely in life, because people do screw up, and people yeah, are fallible. was the same way. And she was a Taurus, like Darcy's, but, yeah, she... And I always used to tell her, don't be this bitter old woman that nobody wants to be around you. And she was very hard on people, and then... When she started, you know, going down, going down, and she had no teeth. I remember teeth were a big thing. Like, she doesn't have two teeth in her head. And I'm like, huh? Have you looked in the, you know. Um, but have you looked in the mirror? Mirror. Um, you know. You've only got five more than they do. Well, Whatever. And that Sorry, was a Sonny. big Love lesson. You. No, that was a big lesson for her when she was so hard on people. And I, I, I told her she had no friends. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure you say for different reasons, but I was my mom's best friend and she was friends with my friends. And, um, but I used to tell her, I'm like, mom, you don't want to be one of those bitter old ladies that people are like, Oh, you don't want to talk to Sunny because she's mean, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And everybody loved my mom, but 
she had been hurt so much mm-hmm. that when she got hurt, she walked away. Now, I, I went too far the other way and took people's malarkey over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And I had to learn to find yeah. the middle ground. Mm-hmm. But one of the first things she said to me when she passed was, don't, don't. Make the same mistakes. Don't do what I did. Yeah. Because yeah. Be, be, it, it did not benefit me. It mm-hmm. might have been the right thing to do, but it wasn't a good thing to do for my life. Right. And no, I totally get I Also totally the family. My mom had no family. She was my only relative. And mm-hmm. she always wanted family. And she always wanted me to have family. So mm-hmm. after she passed, she really stressed the look. Now you have nobody. You need to prioritize your family. And that's one of the reasons that I moved back to my hometown, because both my best friends are there. My girlfriend's there. Right. And I And, yeah, and I wanted to be, and now I've reconnected with all, we do this thing called Thespians Who Lunch with oh, all nice. a bunch of my friends from high school. Oh we all get together. Gosh. And we go get Mexican food and talk for four hours. And everybody's in a great them. space. And some have kids and some don't. Oh, and some I are married. And, some, and I make me realize how much I love them when I was a teenager. Yeah. And we're all so excited excited to see each other that's so great. just going back to having a real life because sometimes when you work in this world you don't have much of a life no and you're always I working work seven days a week yeah. yeah and i do too but now mm-hmm. i'm down there so i can see people too yeah. and have time to see family and my best friend is very irish she's from massachusetts and she's very family oriented. So she basically throws a dinner every night. Anybody who wants to come comes. Oh, wow. And so there's a whole kind of chosen family that's developed around her. And um, and Darcy and I kind of do too with our friend group. Yeah, for sure. You know, a, a few of us have lost their parents, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that's important. You mm-hmm. you make the family of choice. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not your biological family, it's your logical family. I don't even know what biological family means except for mom, so I, right. uh, chosen family is great by me, but it's right. choosing family over career sometimes. And yeah. COVID was great because it forced us all to do that, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of stayed with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally get that. I don't think I would want to go back to doing like four red carpets a night or trying to make five social engagements after doing four hours of radio. I just, yeah. yeah. Although I'll and take 12 clients in a day and right, be no, fine. Know, but, but then also part of that is just being on all the time, which you're really good yeah. at doing. Sure. But then at what part does it hurt your own psyche or your own, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even as a voice coach, teach every lesson is like a little show. Like I right. don't get to wake up and be low energy and you know, I have to be up to teach my people, you sure. know? And it's like, of course. And there are days where it's like, I just wish I could stay in bed today cause I'm so tired. And especially as, uh, recently as a woman of a certain age, the sleeping is not working no, well no, right now. No. I'm just tossed and turn Damn all night. So there Seriously. So like, I wake get up cat. in the morning, I'm like, man, I just, I'm not she ready. Had a cat. I had a kitty. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm allergic, so, jo- yes, Jolene is snoring. Jolene is snoring by, um, Which Sheena means she's Sweet. producing well. Yeah, and she's very happy by Sheena <laughs> Yes, <Sweet>. she's <laughs> loving it. Um, yeah, I think every cat has volume in it. <laughs> so... <laughs> When I can't sleep, I grab my baby little Cullen Aww. and I just pet him and I'm out in five minutes. I I'm allergic, so I couldn't yeah. pet my kitty. Oh. So he was like left with me. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I would not actually choose to have a pet because of my allergies and because I'm like, I can barely feed myself sometimes. I don't need to bring another mouth, mouth in here. Feed. 
because I think it's really, really, I get very angry at people who can't take care of themselves who choose to also have a pet and then they can't take care of the pet. Makes me angry. So I a try to, you know, show? it's a whole other show. Right. But my, I, I loved him, but he was my one and only fur so baby. So I would and give that's him it. pets and scratches when yeah, he was a Yeah, he got lots of loves from my friends. But Well, I got mine when he was three days old. Oh. So he wasn't even as big as the width oh of my hand. My and God. he's a beauty. Cohen Kitty is gorgeous. He is such a sweetheart. And the minute I held him, I said, okay, we're keeping this one. Because my girlfriend and her daughter were fostering a litter. And I'm like, yeah, we're, this one is Cullen and he's mine. <laughs> and so when he was little, he hated baths. And he had to have baths because they're real smelly at that age. Mm. So my girlfriend would bathe him and then she would swaddle him. She'd swaddle all five of them oh, and hand wow. them to me. And my job was to sing and rock. Oh, so wow. he got used to like being here and me singing to him. Uh -huh. So now he's 14 pounds. He's a monster. <laughs> and all he wants is for mommy to hold him right. like a human baby other, yeah. and rock and sing to him. She was on life with Cullen on her, and yep. like kissing her. Aww. And the next person I'm getting a reading to <laughs> yes. is, yes. my baby, okay, baby, here's he, what the thing is. I, I think you have a problem. Because he does, because he kisses, too. It's not just yes. you hold him. He also has to kiss you. Yes. And he loves the videos. Now he has his own Instagram page because... Oh, my oh, gosh, I have to check that out. Yes. Of course. Because people love him. They'll say, like, could Cullen be my Valentine? Aww. Can Cullen be my Christmas present? And I he's, send people pictures of him. He's, he's a beauty. He's he a healer. He's a beauty. That is sweet. You had a question. Yes, or, more questions. Sure. Um, well... I'm straddling your I producer just here. Bully, just <laughs> That's how you get asked back. It's, it is awesome. the casting couch. You straddle the yes. producer, you get asked back. <laughs> she is on my casting couch exactly. straddling the producer. Straddling nice. the producer. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to make sure we have time to do. Sheena has been gracious enough to offer Little to do many readings. readings of each of us. So sure. why don't we go ahead and do one? Okay. Um, who would you like to go with first? Oh. Who's spirit telling you? Who's spirit nudging you? I think I'm going to do Kelly first. Okay. So, <laughs> what I was talking about with career focus and not taking enough time for you, this last few years has really forced you to finally take time for you. And um, mm -hmm. there are so many things that you haven't wrapped up in your life because you just sort of push things down and gone on. You know, the show must go on. When's the next play? When's the next thing I'm doing? Where do I have to be right now? But there are especially interactions with people, you know, the grief process when someone leaves your life, they don't have to die. There's still mm -hmm. a grief process of loved ones you've lost that you haven't worked through. And now that you're on a journey of physiological healing, the emotional healing is wanting to catch up to that. So now's the time to sort of get, get all your eggs in a basket because it's because you're going to move into this next level when that's done, when your physicality is where you want it to be, where you're going to really hit the ground running as an artist. And you need to have all this stuff wrapped up, this emotional stuff out of the way and all put in little, you know, sweet little packages where it belongs so that it's not dragging you down anymore. And I know you think you've moved past all that stuff. Interesting. But you haven't moved past all that stuff. There's stuff that still needs to be gone back. Getting, getting past something and getting through it 
are two different things. I gotcha. Amen to you that. You can run past a snake in the road. It doesn't mean it's not going to be in the road two blocks down the way. Really working through things and getting the closure. And, and sometimes it's hard because you have to look at hurt you didn't want to look at. But once it's done, then it's done. And then it goes away and it's ready to go. It's like the bookshelf with all the archive scrapbooks. That scrapbook's done. I don't have to touch right. that one anymore. Right, right, right. Because um, that sort of personal reconciliation is going to help you so much um, when you start hitting the ground running and becoming, you know, full-time artist again. Because I know you, even though you work a job, you still are, you have two jobs because you also want to do full-time art. You know, and yeah, your mom's death is part of it, but that's not all of it. It's stuff that's way older than that. Stuff that's way older than the death of your parents. It's just life. Like you, you, they're just things that you, you did what functioning people do. You said, okay, that was, that was bull. And then you moved on. But sometimes you got to go past and revisit that stuff and really clean everything up. It's like my mom had this room in her house that is actually now my office. Whenever company came, she threw all the messy stuff in that room and the house would look great for a while. Right. But all that stuff was still in that room and it looked like a storage unit. That's and my I've bedroom done that, right yeah, now. And, I've, and that's my townhome <laughs> in Sherman Oaks. I've done that in my life too. Um, but now's the time for you I to actually to through piece piece sort through the storage unit that lives I in your heart and in your soul. It. I know. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's but, no, I, I, but once you do, then it's done. And then there's going to be this levity to you emotionally and spiritually mm. that's going to make you a better person, a happier person, a better artist, you know, really locked in with all of your chakras locked in really firm together. That you know, makes a lot of fun. I love that you're saying she's still going to be an artist. Oh, I feel like. I have to in some way. Yeah. There's no, Did yeah. you think that wasn't going to happen? Well, you know, it's funny. Be, not funny at all. But using the walker, I was like, you know, it used to be funny when I'd pretend on stage to use a walker <laughs> as an old person. And now it's not funny. I remember when Lucy came back as an older woman and she did her show. And Lucy Young doing physical comedy was hilarious. But Lucy as an old lady doing physical comedy was scary. Mm. So I was like, is it funny for me to be like on stage with a walker? Why not? Well, my manager, uh, the last uh, audition he was going to send me out on was for, I think it was ER or Chicago Med, our show. And it was, ER nurse runs in with a baby in her arm. And I'm like, well, first of all, I can't run in. Second of all, I'm not going to carry a baby. <laughs> and, but no, there's, there, it, it is going to happen. I yeah. know that I can never give that up. I mean, we were 15 when we met doing theater. Mm. I was 14. 14? I might have been 13. If you were 15, I was 13. No, I think, I don't think I'm that much older. Well, you're whatever. Two, I think you're two years older than me. Okay. So we were teens. We were guests. Young teens. Young teens. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's why I say I think we've at least known each other for 40 years. I think years. I was 13 when I started at, at South Coast Rep. Yeah, I Because we I moved here that I summer. I probably was too. Okay. So, you had already been there for, because you were like the big experienced person. And I was oh like, my oh, gosh. Kelly's been here for two years. <laughs> it's like when you're a freshman and you're friends with a junior. Right. <laughs> um, but, and, I, and I, I agree, I'm not touching the mic, Darcy. Every time you move, it hears you. 
It's going to eat you. <laughs> I can't move because the producer has me in the position. The producer has her straddle. I'm like spread eagle on the couch with the producer between my legs here. Yeah. Uh, every time I had a, if I had a dime for every time I had a producer between the legs. But um, I better get the part. Right. Oh, she's got the part all right. Okay. Yes, I love the fact that you're saying when I am, but that makes yes. a lot of sense. Okay. Now do Darcy. Now do Look, Darcy. Because physical things are temporary. Mm. And I have friends, because, you know, every year before COVID, I directed the vagina monologues with 40, 40 actresses. Yes. 30, 30 and 40, 100, 100 for three nights. So I did a different mm. cast every night. And, I mean, I had actresses, quadriplegics do it. Wow. You know, all different people. And, and we live in a world now where you're allowed to be differently abled. Exactly. Yes, and you know, that. And that's I wonderful. Would, and I would, I feel like I was supposed to do it, and I, I was supposed to fill in for somebody, and for some reason I couldn't, but then the next year we were going to, I was definitely going to do it, and was that the COVID year? Yeah. Or whatever, and I couldn't do it, but yeah. I did a monologues play last November. We all wrote our own monologue. It was a beautiful show, and I realized that my monologue was too long, and I couldn't stand that long. Mm. So I told them. I don't know what to do. I, I'm not going to make it halfway through. The, the short ones I could do, but there was a long one. Yeah. They split mine up into three pieces, and I'm like, I can't. And they're like, that's okay. We'll just have the stage manager put a chair out, and we'll just make it seem like it was on purpose. Perfect. Yeah. And there you go. So I think you can't ever let your creativity, even if your creativity is you're just in a camera from home doing I, something. Facebook Lives. Right. You're I started just, doing yeah. those during COVID because there were no other options to sing and perform that was your only option was to get on a live in front of people and I still do them because I, I can do it from the comfort of my own home as soon as I'm done I'm braless I'm the hair's down wiped off the makeup it's done you know and nobody has to deal with parking or you know the commute or whatever it's like, drink I home. love them yeah or the hunt drop a hundred bucks to hear me sing six songs you know it's right. like but that's what's yeah. coming for you, and that's what Spirit is saying for you, that you can't, you can't forget that getting out and performing, and those, that's what's happening for you. That's, what, that's what your that. messages are all about. It's great that you're teaching. It's beautiful work. It's mm -hmm. thankless work. Teachers are wonderful. Um, but the time has come now for you to start thinking about what is the next incarnation of a one-woman show for you? What does it look like? What songs are there going to be? What are you going to talk about? How are you going to share your life experience? Not just getting up and doing, you know, 10 songs like Cabaret, but actually having a story that interweaves and you telling the story of your journey with songs. Interesting. That's what's coming for I you. I just got That's goosebumps. Interesting. Well, I do have for my next year... Planned. I want to produce I'm going to, Okay. Or Jolene will produce it. Well, Jolene will produce no, it. because she'll um, just sleep with it. <laughs> right? Well, I do have, I'm going to release a single in the front of the year. The people who listen to our show know that I'm the voice singing the rose in Napoleon Dynamite. The rest of the world doesn't know because awesome. it was never credited. So I'm taking back that narrative. I'm Good. releasing the song. It's going to be the start of the year. And then I'm going to, a friend of mine who is actually my friend, Sissy. Shout out to Sissy. She's, I call her my woo-woo guru. She helps me get in touch with my spiritual posse because I'm so congested, I can't hear them. So she helps me with that. And she reached out and said, I want to produce a, a cover song for you. So we're going to do that. And then if it kills me, I'm going to freaking record a Christmas song because every year I'm mad that I didn't release one. So yeah. I definitely have a lot of Darcy the performer 
coming back, and I, I really thought she was gone. I really thought no, she was done. No, Spirit is telling you, uh-uh, no. she's not gone. <laughs> Don't stop teaching. Don't stop doing what you're doing. That's mm. your work for the world. That pays it's the important bills. that you're, well, and it's, I know, I never think like that. I'm so weird. No, but I, I love know. that. I that's shouldn't. your work for the world, though. It's I important love what that you you're, just you're bringing up new vocalists mm -hmm. because art is a wheel, right? We yes. are informed by those that come before us and we inform Absolutely. those that come after us. Yes. And that's the art from the beginning of humanity right. until a yes. million years from now. If humanity's still around a million years, fingers right. crossed. We'll see. Um, but you, you can't forget that you, your moment is still coming. And it's coming wow. with the wisdom and the knowledge of everything you've accrued in your life all this time. Because being a woman of a certain age, as you said, right? Mm -hmm. it, at 20, you couldn't have done this show. And at 30, you couldn't have done this show. This is a show for somebody who's had the life experiences. And, um... I might be a little bit clamped. Shut up, Sheena Metal! Uh, that's it. I'll never get asked back. Jolene will have me back. We'll have you I'll back. Have you back. No, I'm, I'm verklempt in a really good way because I don't, I don't know yeah. that. I totally like, got goosebumps. Cause like, I, I literally thought it was done. No. I was like, Darcy, the performer is done. And no. now I'm going to move on to the next chapter. And Never done. But that's really, this last year has been reopening the artist, the right. carny that I've always been, right. you know? And so that's, I love that. Any, anything else? That's well, and also, um, is there a boy? <laughs> and yeah, when will I meet him? And how long will it last? I didn't, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that, but yes, we can because I feel like that's but yes, not there a thing is. for me. Okay, um, but it's when you get more out into what you really are meant to do as a performer, hmm. you will attract that to you. Because they're okay. not going to knock on your door. <laughs> no, yeah, they're not that's coming the to the hizzy. Like, I'm in my house all the time. Like people are like, I right. used to try to meet people the old-fashioned way. I'm like. What old-fashioned way? I teach at home. I work at yeah. home. I, you know, it's like for, like, I'm not anti, uh, I'm swiping with my thumb right now. Uh, apps. Apps, thank you. I'm not anti-apps. A lot of right. people are really poo-poo about it. And I'm like, you guys, I don't really, I'm, I'm at home all the time. There's not even a bar well, even around you me that I could go, go to a, to a happy bar. hour. But even if we do, you know? we're talking to each other, or we're talking to our yeah. friends, or whatever. Same with our friends. Like, well, I never I go to a bar I'm looking to hook up business. with somebody. I think this whole... I would really? like to hear what you say about that. No. Why She's you... been saying that for several months, and I'm like, I don't believe no. you. You're never closed for business. Right. Not this one. No. <laughs> you, were cha you were chasing boys when I was barely a teenager. Not this one. Um, no. You just think that because when you're going through a physical transformation or an emotional transformation mm -hmm. or um, moving through grief and you're doing all those things at mm -hmm. one time, it's normal that this all gets kind of shut off. Yeah. If it didn't, you'd be weird. And if when you're, you're out hurting... There, I'm like, I know, yeah. from, I know from pain a little bit because I have some sciatica and knee shit and stuff like that. Sure. And sometimes I'm like, when you're really hurting, the last thing you want is, is a producer between your legs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? and I always say it's like I can barely get myself into bed, let alone mm, somebody, somebody else. else. It's like, don't you need two good hips to have sex? And no. Then, well, it's so Apparently funny not. you say that. Somebody no. said to me, like, no, you actually don't. You could do, there are different... People make it work, and I'm like, yeah. I, uh. Well, I guess that's true for people who are like, let's say, people who are paralyzed from the waist down, but still manage still... to have children. Well, and they could also.
also, you I know? feel like some people can feel like, I don't know. But no, I keep saying it shut for business because I just don't have those. I mean, let's talk turkey. We talked about it. I mean, I used to be the one who would like, if I didn't have a boyfriend, I wasn't in a relationship, I'd crank it out like three, four times a week. And now it's like, <laughs> and then I used to make dates with myself. You know, I should crank one out. And then I Are you talking off. about masturbation? Masturbation. <laughs> And then uh, crank one out. Crank one it makes out. it seem like it's a, a duty. I was like, did you like just call somebody the oil. on a date? Like, what did that mean? Okay, she's talking yeah. about. And then I cancel on myself. I'm like, tonight is the night. And then I'm like, nah, not so much. So I would fucking ghost myself for masturbating. Oh, so you like have bed death with yourself. <laughs> yeah. No. No, That's don't funny. ever ghost yourself from that. <laughs> Good for us spiritually and physically and emotionally. Yeah, that's what I talk to myself. Spirits see you do it. Come on. Oh, they don't care. I know. I'm kidding. Look, look. If they can watch me poop, I don't care if they watch me masturbate. That's even. Absolutely. No, I I was actually just kidding. They watch me clean the cat box. They (laughs) honestly don't care. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. See me poop. I don't care if they see me masturbate. No, I don't. sampler on my wall that is awesome <laughs> sheena metal oh my gosh we should probably wrap this up but is there any other last ones? little yes. things that you would like to share with us i just look this is a thing that i'm trying to impart to people right now there are a lot of people that feel like they're not wanted on the earth covid mm. was a very lonely time yes mm-hmm. and a, a lot of people they're value of themselves is about what's going on around them. Right. So when nothing was going around on around them, there weren't shows to go to and bars to go to and game night to go to the loneliness and the alienation set in for so much of us. Mm-hmm. Introverts like me kind of loved it, but even for me, you know, it's mm-hmm. nice. My best friend's five minutes away and I can go have dinner every night. You have to remember if you are here, you are needed. If you're not needed, spirit will take you home. When people are done here, they go home. If you're not going home, it's because you're still needed here. And you might not be able to consciously understand what your service is at this point. But you have a reason to be here. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, you just wouldn't be here. You'd go home. So That's this whole feeling now. like I know, right? People say, "Oh, does you know God doesn't like me or I feel like spirit has left me behind or there's nothing for me here." No, 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 no. If you're here, every one of there's us a has reason. a service. My mom used to say the universe was a giant wheel, a giant mechanism, and each one of us was a tiny cog. Mm-hmm. And if we weren't all doing our thing, the wheel did not work the way it was supposed to It'd fall off. And <laughs> so please know that, yeah. that, that you're, you know, I've lost so many friends to suicide since COVID oh and gosh. you're so needed here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. There's no reason to go home and, or to, or to stay here and give up Yeah. to be here, but not be, not be functioning. Whatever just, your fullest can be. Right. And yeah. it might not be. What you thought it was going to be. Everybody has a service. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have a career that's all about service. Mm -hmm. But there's a service in everybody's life. You just have to find what it is and and find something you like and reach out. If you like animals, go volunteer 
at a rescue. If you like kids, go volunteer to work with kids that need people to read stories to them. If you like older folks, go find a, a nursing home where you can Something that do a game night or I, yeah. read to people. I need or, to look into finding the babies to rock at the hospitals. I've been for yeah. years. I've been wanting to do that, and and I need to make that. A 2024 right. thing. Yeah. You know, my sure. friend, um, one of my dear friends, um, he always says, people want to help. You just need to give them the opportunity to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Thank nope. you so much for being here. My sure. pleasure. Thank you for having me. It went so fast. I and know. I'm sad that I we can't just go on and on and on. I we will know. definitely have you back. And I'll certainly figure out how to do this uh, better than this little ghetto, ghetto setup we have. No, I think we're fine. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank we are you. so happy and to have you. And say one time more, all of the places people can yes. find you. You can find me at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. And okay. my social media, I'm everywhere, just at Sheena Metal everywhere. Just mm -hmm. my name, all lowercase, no spaces or numbers mm -hmm. or letters, because there, there are trolls on social media. Yeah. And, and there's people impersonating you on TikTok. Yeah, and trolls. Yeah, yes. Instagram everywhere. So just at Sheena Metal. And I'm going to give you my phone number. I give it out to everybody. It's my personal cell. I okay. let people contact me whenever they need to. It's I have it on speed dial on my phone. <laughs> it's 818-437-0886. Send me a text if you're like lonely in the middle of the night and you're not Aww. sure what it's all about. Send me a text and I she answer every text. She's freaking amazing. And like I said, yes. 42 years I've known this woman. Thank you all for joining us. And thank you again, Sheena. Mm -hmm. um, and we will see you soon. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay spooky. And healthy. <laughs> and hopeful. I couldn't think of an H word. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Horrifying. Horrified, Halloweenian hopeful. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for following us. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your support. support.